Hi, I'm your host, Gregory Causey, and this is Just Cause. What's your question? Do you believe the 2020 U.S. election was stolen? Do you believe in the steal? No, I do not. However, liberals hate the but or however, I can see how some might believe that, even though I do not believe that is the case. Um, But I do see with the way it went down from following it, Trump was leading in many states, many of the battleground states. It was looking at the early parts of the election results coming in that he was going to win or at least was was winning and had a clear pathway to victory. And then, of course, as more and more mail mail in ballots came in, and of course, if you recall, there was a delay of them being counted in many of the close uh, known as the battleground states where uh, states that are in play that can go either way. uh, It's very much turned towards Biden and Biden eventually won um, with it. I never really believed in it. And even Trump himself with the idea that, you know, he would win in a landslide. Well, that's not going to happen. That's not even plausible to me. Nothing happens in a landslide in the United States. That to me just speaks to how delusional the man is. But it is one of the situations where if you're following it and you were looking at that as being, hey, Trump to win and you're a supporter, and then to see the way that it was played out of coming at most of the mail-in ballots being Biden, which of course makes sense. There was a thing that was sent out um, that was Bernie Sanders discussing the issue of the election prior to, and that the fact that you know many of the mail-in ballots that come in will probably be for Democrats because during the height of the pandemic, when 2020 election was taking place, many of those people would have done the mail-in rather than going to a crowded polling station where Republicans and Trump supporters would have been more doing it the traditional walk up. So, and that made sense, it made sense from a, just a, a purely knowing the, the, the background of the people and the polling and everything else that, that certainly was plausible that that's the way it would happen. And it was very clear. And I take it by all accounts, that's, what happened. But I can see why people would feel that "Mm, this just doesn't seem right. All these mail-in ballots and are they counting them? Blah, blah, blah. It's not hard to poke a hole or at least to give the impression to, to say to people that, you know, plant the seed of doubt basically. And that is unfortunate because it's an aspect where I don't like uh, the feeling of that. And I felt the same way. Again, pleasure of being older is some experience, but during the 2000 election between Bush and Gore, there was the hanging chads and issues of the whether or not counting these and Florida being this big state. And if anyone goes back and makes a look, it was Bush, then it was Gore, Gore Bush in terms of declaring a winner. And ultimately, um, Gore said for the good of the country, um, that was was willing to you know concede and and Bush won and 
and go from there. But Democrats at the time believed that it was stolen or that it wasn't fair. And I don't remember it being this big, oh my God, you're questioning democracy at the time period. It was open question uh, from people from the left that it was it was stolen and, and Bush was never the legitimate president. Comedians and everybody continued to jock, joke about it during that time period. And it was never, oh, how dare you say that? Do you believe in this? Like it was, you know, you questioning gravity or something of that nature. Um, and so that's an aspect where that has changed, where certain things are, well, discussed. And I, again, part of doing this is to give background and understanding as to why people would feel the way that they did from things. And again, the way in which that, that, that came about and laid out, um, certainly would give people that, that sense. Um, do I support Donald Trump? Have I ever supported Donald Trump? No, but I have written before that I, my own mea culpa, uh, and I wrote this prior to the 2020 election, was that in 2016, that I, I, you can tell I have lots of opinions. I write a bunch of stuff. Um, and I kind of sat on the sidelines. And while I was a, a fan and voted for Obama and, and, um, very much a, a vocal supporter of him by the end of his presidency was a little disappointed with things, not so much in him, but with the inability to get much done because of the situation in which, uh, with the States not having all three, um, chambers of government to be able to do much. It was, it was frustrating. And I kind of didn't, buy into some of the whistleblowing aspects or at least the accusations of the whistleblowing that Trump was doing. I was hopeful that, hey, he's doing this because he knows he needs to get this deplorable vote. But once in, you know, this is a man who during some of the previous debates leading up to it talked of wanting universal health care and kind of had very populist positions, even left wing positions uh, for things. And um, that was kind of, well, maybe this would be the outlier candidate that's you know going to transcend party and party uh, dogma and will do things for the betterment and perhaps can be somebody who can break the gridlock and everything else. Clearly had that wrong um, with one of his first acts was a massive tax cut and different things that came about later on. And just a divider. I really didn't like how he would just speak to his own base and not be a president of all. And of course, the deplorable actions that would take place, he would not call them out um, for, I guess, fear of losing that aspect of his of his base. And so everything was a wink and a nudge of different things to groups and members of society who are uh, deplorables. And that was one of the things that got him elected was in the U.S., with it being so divided as it is right now, the only way that you're going to win is to keep a large big tent uh, aspect. And unfortunately, in the Republican Party, that leads to having some very dark individuals uh racist and other aspects of it that um, I don't believe that is where Americans are. I don't believe that's where most Republicans are. But in order to get anywhere, you keep this extreme faction as part of your own party. You have that uh, in the 
in the Democratic Party as well. There's nuts and ones who defund this and don't believe in monetary system and taxes and military and other aspects that are just very extreme positions. But again, they keep those as part of the party because um, they want that as part of it. And you get the sense that it is extremely divided because of these fringes on the edges of both parties. But being down there, I, I've always found Americans to be very, very pleasant. And even the ones who are supporting of Donald Trump um, I don't even talk to the ones that would be the extreme, but there is the decision on both sides to paint the other one with its most extreme voice. You know, you're racist. And, you know, some are not. I don't think most are, but they look at, well, I'm not, I'm not voting for an economic ineptitude. I don't believe of what Biden, there's very deplorable and real rational reasons uh, for why you would not, as I've discussed in previous podcasts. And it's just a question of where you stand in your level of priority. And it, I think it has a lot to do with your economic circumstances to what you would tolerate um, with things. And certain people have greater convictions as to where they stand and lines in the sand of, of where things are. And um, so the left will very much point to the extremes and the right does the exact, they want to defund this, they want this, they don't believe in military or any aspects with it. They can't govern. They don't know how to handle the economy. They're punishing you with inflation. All aspects of, again, very extreme portions of it. And I do believe that there is that middle portion. But unfortunately, because unlike our own electoral system here in Canada, where we at least have three parties, that tend to keep each other, I find, a little bit more in their lanes. And um, aren't afraid to of knowing who they are and we even have if you conclude now this um people's party of can the ppc is another offshoot where the right has hey you 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 have extreme views in regards to immigration or other issues then here's your party that will deal with those things and i find that that provides a greater level of balance and will hopefully allows for people to recognize that, you know what? Yes, I, I'm conservative, but I'm not to that extreme. Or yes, I'm, I'm liberal, but I'm not to the extreme of the NDP. And so it provides that balance with things. It's just whether or not there's in our electoral system that we've discussed before, whether or not there's enough opportunity for those voices on the fringes to be heard and not feeling that other parties have to pull from those in order to get elected or that people feel that they're wasting their vote by going to those extents with it. I think our politics has created greater, greater division than is actually out there. But Trump certainly is one that is going to exploit it. It'll be interesting to see what occurs in uh, 2022. As long as the economy is suffering and people are more and more predicted going into recession with high gas prices and the rest, it is going to be him looking, hey, see, I told you I was all about the economy. And it's going to be the left screaming out saying, you know what, there's extreme views and everything else. What scares me the most about Trump is though his seems to be his appreciation for dictators and almost a desire on his front on 
to be that. And without his level of understanding of what's good for the country, he doesn't give a damn about that. It's whatever is good for him. And that is why I would love the Republicans to vote, to, to elect and have anyone else. I think you could run a garden hose of a Republican candidate and would have success if the economy is tanking and goes and does the things that you're expecting. All bets are off by 2022. If you know, economies rebounded and things uh, are are different. But as the current situation is, I I think Trump. The only thing he does is it makes it close because he will take conservatives and different points. Me who say, you know what, I'm not voting for that guy. I I can't because of principles and different things. And otherwise, they would vote for you know a Nikki Hale or other Tim Scott or others joining Centora, whatever it is, would probably, you know what, I, I, I can do that, but I won't go to that level with it because of the issues and all the baggage that he would bring and a fear that he could very much uh, put a blow to democracy itself by being elected. So that's my greatest fear and why I would like the left to get smarter and better on their game so that that avoids that. Um, but we will see. Maybe the Democratic Party realizes their best bet is for Trump to run, because if they were to run anyone else, I'm not sure it would be close. And because of issues and different things, I think people are moving more conservative, as I've mentioned before, um, not on the social issues, but on the economic. And the Democrats have to get better and stronger on those economic issues. Same thing here in Canada. They have to show that they are being fiscally responsible and get back on the ball with that issue because people are losing confidence in that regard. Anyway, this was Just Cause. Till next time, talk soon.